This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 7th of April. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Ferrier. The Pentagon says Ukraine can still win the war against Russia. Mr. Putin has achieved exactly zero of his strategic objectives. And tens of thousands of protesters march in Sudan. This is not the end, and we will keep coming out until we regain our democracy and our revolution. The Times Daily World Briefing. In the seventh week of the Ukraine invasion, U.S. intelligence says that Russian forces have now completely withdrawn from the capital, Kyiv, and the town of Chernihiv. A spokesman for the Pentagon, John Kirby, confirmed the shipment of new weapon systems to Ukraine in an address. He added that they could still win this war against Russia. Of course they can win this. And and if you look at what they've been able to do just thus, thus far, Mr. Putin has achieved exactly zero of his strategic objectives inside Ukraine. He didn't take Kyiv. He didn't topple the government. He didn't uh, remove y- Ukraine as a, as a nation state. It comes as Western leaders have announced new sanctions on Russian banks and against President Vladimir Putin's adult daughters in an attempt to further raise the economic pressure on the Kremlin and its people. But Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says it's not enough. This package sounds good, but it is still not enough. Still, it can hardly be called comparable to that evil the world saw in Bucha with evil that goes on in Mariupol, with the shelling of Kharkiv, and with Russia's attempt to launch a new global bloody offensive in the Donbass region. He's calling for the complete rejection of Russian oil exports, describing it as one of the foundations of the country's aggressiveness. Zelensky says the West's failure to make a decision on the matter is costing Ukrainian lives. Former Prime Minister of Ukraine, Alexei Honcharuk, has been speaking to Times Radio. Putin is a new Hitler, and Russian Federation is a, a new Third Reich. And it means that for to stop them, it's absolutely necessary to uh, install total economic isolation, total trade isolation, total financial isolation. Ukraine's armed forces say that Russian troops are now regrouping in the east and preparing for an offensive to take full control of the Donbass region. The deputy prime minister is urging residents of Kharkiv, Luhansk and Donetsk to evacuate before Russia intensifies attacks there. Alexandra Matvichuk is head of the Centre for Civil Liberties in Ukraine and is in the capital. We still try to find uh, confirmation of, of information that Russians started to bury the corpse of uh, dead civilians where they uh, shot it and killed uh, during all these days. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to check, but it's very possible to be, to be a true because uh, this war has informational dimension and Russia tried to hide the track of their atrocities. It's said that the next three weeks of the war are crucial. NATO leaders are still in Brussels trying to agree what they can do. Riho Taras is a former commander of the Estonian Defence Forces and current MEP for Estonia. The Ukrainians are fighting uh, actually our war and Putin has uh, very clearly uh, uh, said that it is about uh, fighting NATO, uh, fighting uh, Western countries. And Medvedev, a couple of days ago, said that Putin wants to create a space from Lisbon to Vladivostok. So it is about uh, Europe, and therefore uh, I urge all the countries to deliver the best uh, offensive weapons they can to Ukraine, because Ukrainians have shown 
that they are ready to use them properly and uh, really defend their country. The Times of London reports that the UK is willing to send armoured vehicles in a final push to expand the war effort. Meanwhile, the Czech Republic has stepped up weapons supplies to Ukraine, becoming the first country to send tanks to help in the fight against Russia. Tens of thousands of Sudanese protesters have been marching in the capital of Khartoum and other towns on the third anniversary of President Omar al-Bashir's downfall, showing their opposition to those who've ousted him. Sudanese political activist Mayara Kaire was among the crowds. We came out despite the heat and despite fasting to fix the path, regain our civilian government and bring down the coup. We will come out again and again. This is not the end, and we will keep coming out until we regain our democracy and our revolution. These protesters, largely fasting for Ramadan, were met with tear gas and worse. Medics say a 19-year-old protester was shot and killed by security forces in Bari, whilst others are being treated in nearby hospitals. This comes six months into a campaign against a military coup in October, where the country has been left without an appointed prime minister, and the economy has rapidly deteriorated. 93 people have been killed and thousands injured by security forces during these protests. On the way, Will Smith may face sanctions after his actions at the Oscars, and fungi could well be masters of communication. Times of London Daily World Briefing. To El Salvador now, where moves have been made to try and rectify the country having one of the world's highest murder rates. Congress in the Central American Republic has passed a bill that wages a campaign against the gangs responsible for the deaths. The bill would criminalise the publication of gang messages, even by news outlets, and could set prison sentences for those found guilty of up to 15 years. This would include videos, photographs, interviews, audio and even graffiti, and sharing things on social media. Journalist for El Faro, Gabriel Labrador, explains why. The gangs have put out messages to reveal the deals they've had with the government and political parties. El Faro has been covering this phenomenon in El Salvador for 10 years, and gangs have sent these kind of messages. These kinds of laws want to stop that. I think the government is taking steps to prevent a possible scenario. 87 murders were registered in just three days in El Salvador, allegedly committed by gang members. One Saturday alone, 62 were registered, the highest record in a century, according to human rights experts. For years, New York has been battling an epidemic of homelessness, and the issue has now come to a head. On Wednesday, an encampment in the city's East Village saw chaos break out. As sanitation workers cleaned up the site, police detained protesters as well as those taking shelter there. John Grima, who is homeless and was later detained by the police, said there is a solution to help those on the streets, but that the state isn't doing enough. We need apartments. We don't need temporary housing. We need apartments now. Apartment studios now. What's that sign say on the wall right there? It's like 90,000 homeless people 
in, in the state of New York compared to like 200 mm -hmm. something vacant units, man, here in the mm -hmm. city. All right, right, you guys have the apartments. Find the apartment. Mm -hmm. Call up Eric Adams. Call up, call up the right, right people. Now we have New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, said last week that more should be done to improve the living conditions for the homeless. 500 hypodermic needles. 500 living like this. Look at this. Look at this condition that a fellow New Yorker was living in. I'm supposed to allow this to stay? I'm supposed to act like I don't see this? Adams wants the encampments cleared, but also hopes to connect the New Yorkers experiencing homelessness with safe haven facilities who provide beds, mental health, and substance use services, as well as on-site medical care. We want to show them what it looks like to have wraparound services, for someone to be there on the scene, giving you health care, mental health assistance, a clean bathroom, going a month without a shower, giving them a place where they can have dignity, not living in their own ways. This is what this is about. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, here's John Jackson. We could see a much more entertaining Australian Formula One Grand Prix on Sunday, and we've partially got Daniel Ricciardo to thank. The Australian McLaren driver admitted on Wednesday that he was a little bit involved in the talks around revamping the circuit a few years ago, although he didn't want to take all the credit. The changes have seen the bumpy Melbourne Street circuit resurfaced and shortened by 28 metres in total, with seven corners modified and two turns taken out altogether, bringing the total down to 14. These adjustments have paved the way for four DRS zones, where drivers can adjust flaps on their rear wings to reduce drag and improve their chances of overtaking. The first Formula One race at Albert Park since 2019 takes place on Sunday, with Ferrari's monegasque driver Charles Leclerc leading the championship after the first two races of the season. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Will Smith may be facing sanctions soon for slapping comedian Chris Rock live on stage at this year's Oscars. Smith assaulted Rock after he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head, which is as a result of the condition alopecia, comparing her to G.I. Jane. Smith then shouted obscenities from his seat before going on to win the Oscar for Best Actor for his performance in King Richard less than an hour after the altercation. The Board of Governors for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has announced that they have brought forward a meeting to discuss the matter, saying that, Things have changed on the agenda, so the timeline can move forward. The Academy was to initially discuss expelling Smith, but he's chosen to resign in an Oscars first. And finally, they sprouts all over the world, seemingly silently and self-contained. But a new scientific study suggests that fungi could actually be expert communicators. Research by the Royal Society of Open Science found that the organisms send electrical signals to one another with patterns that bear a striking structural similarity to human speech. It was already known that fungi conduct electrical impulses through long, underground filamentous structures called hypha, a bit like how nerve cells send information in humans. Scientists are now trying to analyze what this all means, whether they're communicating things like newly discovered sources of attractants and repellents, or whether they're actually saying nothing at all. 
Only time and research will tell. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 7th of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. 